Hey, tea lovers, this is your host, Dee, and you're listening to the Tea with Dee podcast, the show that teaches you how to recover, regain, and relive. Diving into inner child healing, self-love, codependency, and trauma, the podcast for people who are looking to find their true, authentic self. Join me on the journey to live our best lives. Now let's get to the episode. Hi, tea lovers. I'm back again. I paused for a second because I'm in my car, so I thought that it was going to make a noise. But um, I'm back for another episode. Today's episode is going to focus around um, what life has been like. It's the day that this episode airs. It will be the anniversary of my dad's passing. And I'm getting emotional already because, you know, life and vulnerability. Um, But it has been four years since my dad has passed. Um, He passed away... September 14th, 2019. And I was 22 years old at the time. And if you've listened to Tea with D since the beginning, you kind of know some of the background story. So for those who are new here, I'll kind of give you a little brief, um, kind of a little bit of a synopsis essentially of what occurred four years ago that changed and, um, changed the history of my life forever. So around four years ago, back in June, I believe, was it June? I think was when my dad told me I was leaving a, um, my local gym at the time and I received a phone call from my dad and my dad proceeds to tell me, you know, he went to the doctor. He thought that he had like some abdomen issues because he was working out a lot. He thought it was just, you know, he like pulled something. So I went to the doctor to go get it checked out. Well, it happened to not be an abdomen problem and it happened to be cancer. And I remember him saying, you know, that he um, had cancer. And I don't know why I'm crying right now. I think because I look back at like how scared he must have been and how naive I was to the situation because you never think it's going to happen to you. And I've said before in the past that I attended a um, colloquial, colloquial school, which is like a Catholic school. And we always used to pray for the kids at school's parents who were sick or the siblings or the grandparents or aunts and uncles. And you just never think it's going to happen to you. So I was in college at the time. I'm going to reel it in. I was at college at the time and um, I remember he told me that it was cancerous, that he had cancer. And I asked him if it was benign or if it was, you know, his tumor and all that stuff. And he kind of like lowballed it and like played it like there was nothing as serious as, as to what it was. So it kind of... I think at the time, I was 22 years old. I was very self-involved. I was um, focused on myself. I didn't know the severity of the issue. I'd never known anyone close to me who had cancer. I've never, you know, experienced loss really that big other than my grandpa before. So I was just naive. I was very selfish back then. I was young. I was immature. I was focused on college. I was focused on boys. I was focused on everything other than like real world problems, right? Um, so during that time, I just was really zoned out. And I remember like 
it happened really quick. So I believe it was June, June, July, August, September. So it was June because he only, he was only lived four months after that. So he basically, you know, unfortunately it sounds really abrupt when I say this, it's like he got his death sentence in June and then four, three months later he had passed away from pancreatic cancer stage four and it was in his liver and it was in other areas. He had four different cancers in his body. And it was crazy because a year before that, he was traveling around the world for his television show. And he was in Jerusalem. He got baptized in the Jordan River, like all of these fun things. My dad was adventurous and outgoing. And I think that I, that's where I attribute a lot of my wonderless personality is from him because I'm very outgoing. Um, and I like to have fun and be adventurous and travel and all of those things. And one thing I really loved about my dad is, like, he could do all of those things and he didn't drink alcohol. Like, he didn't like alcohol and I'm kind of like that too. Like, I can have fun and enjoy life and not need a substance to be alive and be free. And when I say alive, I mean, like, feel. And so, back to the story. So, that all happened and during the time of my dad's passing, I was so out of it, you guys. Like, I feel like a lot of times when you are going through a traumatic state in your life, we kind of numb things out or we try, we just desensitize and try not to be like in the moment because you just don't know how to handle. I didn't know how to deal. People would ask me like, why are you so kind of like, I don't want to use the word weird because there's a better word and emotion to describe it, describe it than saying weird. I think complacent, um, out-of-body experience is what I was going through. Like, I didn't realize it was real. Like, if you met my dad, just like I'm sure you listening, if you have a parent that you're close with or that you, you know, just a parent in general or a father figure, mother figure, or a guardian, whoever it may be, you don't think it's going to happen to them. You really, really don't. Because I think we live in this naive bubble where we just don't really think that it will happen to someone close to us until it does. So, I still lived in the bubble even up until his last final days. And I don't know if I've said this before on my podcast, but so traumatizing. So they have like hospice come. It's so traumatizing. Like I don't wish this on my worst enemy. Like genuinely I don't. They had hospice come and they give you this blue book and it tells you the stages of life, the in-between, the process of what someone goes through when they're dying. I received the same book recently for my grandma who passed, who I was extremely close with. So that brought a lot of triggers for me too, because it was the same situation. You know, they were both in their rooms when they passed. I was there for both of them. I wasn't in the room with my grandma when she passed, but I was in the other room. So that traumatized me because the day my dad had died, it was my entire family was in there and he had waited. He was like on his last breath and he waited for his parents to show up, show up. And as soon as his parents showed up, he let go. So I literally saw my dad lightly leave. And I remember telling myself as 22 years old, like, don't look because you will never, ever get that image out of your mind. It will be forever burned into you if you do continue to look. So I just remember looking down on the floor, looking at my feet in the hospital bed, like the gurney. And I just remember, you know, 
my family say he's gone. I could hear my brother-in-law who was holding his hand at the time say that he was gone. And I had later asked him recently and he had said, you know, I could feel him let go. So it's a lot. Like, and I don't mean to be too emotional and overly sensitive, but Tiwa D has always been like my baby and my therapy and my saving grace. And I know me sharing this story will somehow help someone else during, during this process because I know I've listened to other podcasters and their grieving stories and it's helped me to not feel alone. So I hope if you're listening to this, going through a hard time that you can resonate and relate. Um, and so that happened, you know, he had, he had gone, he had left this earth and I wasn't really the same after that. Um, a lot changed. Um, I think that I got into, a relationship to desensitize myself, to not have to feel the pain. I was focused more on that situation and I'm the type of person that like dives into things as distractions. So I dove into that relationship as a form of distraction. Doesn't mean that I didn't care or love that person. It just that at the time happened to be um, a saving grace in a sense. There's, you know, certain things that weren't a saving grace, but that in a sense, I will be forever grateful for very much focusing on that at the time. Um, and then at, and at 2020 is, you know, hindsight's 2020. I am excited and not excited. I was happy that I was being able, being able to distract myself, but now in the long run, a lot of things resurface when you don't heal and you don't grieve the proper way. And there's no proper way to heal, but like, you know, I wish I would have gotten to therapy sooner, but then I eventually went. So it's like everything happens at the time it's supposed to. And I learned so many lessons through that time. And so it's been four years. And I will say that anyone going through a process of a loss of a parent or a death, um, I will give you hope and let you know that time does heal, but it doesn't heal in the way that you think. There'll be times where, you know, I will have friends um, or, you know, social media friends, I see they're getting married and their dad's walking down them down the aisle. And I know that that's something that I will never have. Unfortunately, um, I might have something else. Um, but you know, my dad's never going to see my first children. If I decide to have kids like little milestones, he won't be here physically, but he's here spiritually. And I know he's watching. And I think at the time, Two years ago, I wouldn't have been proud of myself and I wouldn't have been able to say that my dad would have been proud of me. But now, four years later, I've cultivated myself and turned my in- myself into the person that I am proud to be. Therefore, my dad, I can guarantee, is proud of me for all the obstacles, the milestones, the accomplishments, the heartache, everything that I've accomplished and overcome. I know he's proud of me. And so for anyone going through a hard time, please hold on to that. And I will tell you, those last, those two years, the 2019, 2020, and honestly, maybe 2021, because it's COVID happened. And I think that's what made it go by even faster. I can't believe it's four years. It feels like yesterday. And it still feels like he's on a trip, to be honest. But um, I grew up really fast. And I will say anyone that's going through grief or a loss of a parent, you grow up a lot quicker than someone that hasn't. Um, death does something to us. It teaches you things. Um, it's a blessing and a curse. I became more humble. I realized the importance 
of gratitude, being thankful, cherishing every moment. That's why I coined the the phrase, live your best life, because that's exactly how I try to live my days day in and day out is trying to live my best life, saying yes to things that feel right to me, saying no to things that don't. Before I was a yes person, a people pleaser, I didn't know what direction in life I wanted to go. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of his death, but I think in my heart, a lot of it is from that. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't like who I was back then. And I feel like I needed that to happen to me. And I always am the type of person that likes to look at the lesson through situations and, you know, unfortunate circumstances in my life. And I tell myself, what is this teaching me and how am I going to grow from it? That's my mindset always with everything. And so it taught me a lot and it taught me to be grateful and it taught me to cherish everyone around me who I love, um, to not be a hater, to recognize that everyone's going through their own shit and that I shouldn't judge others because other people have their own demons and things that are going on in their life. And someone who, you know, flips me off on the freeway could be upset and frustrated and and in a bad mood because someone in their life is dying or something at work happened or something is going on with their child. Like you really don't know what someone's going through. Um, and you walk a mile in their shoes and maybe you'll know. So I learned so many amazing lessons. And so four years later, I have cultivated myself into a person that, like I said previously, I'm proud to be, but it wasn't easy. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of downfalls, a lot of downfalls. You know, I had to break so many bad habits. I had to grow up a lot. I had to humble myself. I had to realize what was important and what wasn't. And yeah, life was hard. It wasn't easy. And For a really long time, I remember there was a point in my life where I kept calling his phone number. Like, I kept wanting to call him. And I forget, you know, he's not going to answer. Because sometimes you forget. And it's the craziest thing. And I don't know if anyone has ever felt this way who's lost a loved one. You forget sometimes that they're not here. And you want to call them or talk to them. And then you remember, oh shit, like, that's not a possibility. You know, you can talk to someone spiritually through symbols, through signs. And today, um, I actually was walking with my sister and, um, we saw a butterfly and I always tell myself anytime I see a butterfly, it's someone that I love. And, um, I remember when my dad was in hospice, I kept seeing a ton of butterflies and that made me feel so happy. And I just like, I know that when my dad passes, that he is going to show me symbols through butterflies. And that's what I believe. And so I asked other people on my Instagram what symbols, you know, resembled or um, related to them in the, in the sense of um, a past loved one. And I heard hummingbirds, butterflies, cardinals, bluebirds. And it's so interesting, you know, everyone has their own symbol and way that they relate a past loved one. So it was cool. And, and I, you know, what's crazy too, to kind of full circle moment, I, every year, I don't, and it's not that I'm like so desensitized. So maybe it is now that I'm saying this out loud, you know, um, I get really numb and overwork myself always during this time of the month. And I don't know if it's because of the passing and the death or what it is. Um, I always tend to forget that it's the 14th of September. Every time it comes close, 
because I think I was so at the time really desensitized and so out of it and so just like not in the right head frame and I was just traumatized and numbed and everything that I think that my brain like tries to protect me and like it's the weirdest thing there's this whole like theory about the way that our brains work and the chemicals in our brain because of trauma um but I had a friend text me today and they had said something along the lines of like thinking of you and I know Thursday's gonna be hard I've been really busy but like I'm thinking of you and if you need me on Thursday you know I'm here for you I love you and all this stuff and it made me like a little sad because I was like I kind of forgot I'm like snorting and snotting Ugh, love that for me but I kind of forgot and it's just because I've been so busy with work which is something I prayed for and um just so many different things that I've didn't remember. And so part of me felt guilty. Like, how could you forget this awful, like traumatizing, like traumatic day? You know, how could you forget? Like, I know I didn't forget in the moment, but then I had to offer myself grace and just be like, who wants to remember that? You know, I want to honor him on his birthday, on like special days, but like, someone's death anniversary is really hard to cope with because it brings back all the memories of the day that you lost them. That's how I think. And I don't think that that's talked about as much. Like recently I lost my grandma and I was so close to her. Like I told her everything. And so that was really hard too. You know, that was a really, really hard period in my life and it still is, you know, and I often, I remember when my grandma passed. I was hysterical because I was in the house and in the other room when she had passed away. It was 1 a.m. and she had passed away in her sleep. She had was going through some health problems and she had leukemia and all this stuff and she was 90 years old. And I remember I was with a few family, family members and my mother and I could just hear her wailing and screaming and crying that she had gone but was happy that she fell she fell you know, she not fell, but she had gone away in her sleep. And that really triggered me and reminded me of my dad's situation. So everything correlates, but you have to remember to offer yourself, offer yourself grace and talk to someone or talk through it with yourself. You know, I've seen a lot of trauma and traumatizing shit in my life that I would not wish on anyone, but I'm sure the person to the left of me, the right of me, the in front of me, behind me can say the same things. So all I could say is just offer grace for yourself and other people around you and to be kind because you do not know what anyone's going through. So to kind of wrap up today's episode, four years later, I'm proud of myself. I'm happy at the point I am in life. I know he's always watching. And anyone going through a really hard time with the loss of a loved one, like you are not alone and reach out to someone if you need help. And to remember, like, it is a blessing that you are here. So live out your days being happy because there's so many people that don't get that opportunity to do that anymore. And, you know, you're going to be sad and, you know, things might arise for you. And it just to honor yourself and honor the stage in life that you're going through. And, you know, sometimes I get flashback, ugly flashbacks that I literally, my face starts wincing or, or I have to tell myself, okay, stop thinking about that. Or I'll tap my legs or I'd be like, I don't want to think about this thought. And I replace it with a happy thought 
or, you know, I try my best to be like, you are okay. Like you are not in the same moment as you were four years ago. And that is something I have to remind myself, like, this is just a thought that happened. You are going to be okay. And two, it, it made me a little fearful, which I think not a lot of people talk about is other loved ones around you leaving. And so I feel like for a while I really clung on to my mom and I still kind of cling on to her. And there's a level of codependency there because I've already lost my dad and I don't even want to talk, you know, there, it just would traumatize me just like everything, you know, anything can happen at any moment, but it's like, I made more of an importance to be around certain people because I held them tighter. Like I canceled plans on things and I did that. And it's like, don't live your life in fear. Whatever's going to happen, it can happen at any time and you can't control that, but you have to live your life for you, but honor your loved ones. Tell someone you love them if you haven't in a while and just remember you're here for a reason and you have a purpose. So live your life with that, a purpose. I feel like that concludes today's episode. I know it was a little emotional. I know I was kind of wheezy and like snorting and the whole nine, but I really feel like this will help someone. And so I feel like I'm going to put this out. And I said I was going to put it out the day of his anniversary, but I feel like it could come out sooner. So whatever day you're listening to it is the day you're meant to. Um, so yeah, honor, honor your loved one. It's not easy. You know, I'm sure other people have had it way worse than I have. I'm sure people have had it better than I have, but you have to honor your story and know that it's yours and you will be okay. Um, this too shall pass. Pass? I said past. This too shall pass. Um, time does heal. You just have to do the work and just honor yourself and offer yourself grace. Okay, tea lovers. I'll talk to you soon.